My name is Manolo Espinosa. I'm the head of audio for SoundCloud, and uh, welcome to our San Francisco office. We opened this office about a year and a half ago. Um, our headquarters are in Berlin. And one of the reasons we wanted to have a space was to be able to host events like this. And I think had we planned uh, uh, to do something with the Kitchen Sisters uh, and just some amazing innovators in, in, in this space as well, I think we would have probably said, ah, that's, uh, that's something that we can dream about. Uh, uh, the Kitchen Sisters are just such an amazing institution in public radio. Uh, um, what I do, uh, I work with a lot of great content producers, and on my team we have a variety of folks that reach out to them. Um, one of those is, is Evan, who you'll meet. And when we started looking at who did we want to partner up with, the Kitchen Sisters were on the top of that list. Uh, um, <laughs> and I remember looking at that list going, do we want to start there? Maybe we should start a little bit more carefully and, and grow. And uh, last year we had you all here for an event, uh, which was extremely well attended, and uh, welcome you back. Jesse and Kara um, with Ziga, uh, we got to know you about, about a year and a half ago. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Ziga, wait for it. It's, it's an amazing combination of things that we care passionately about, which is audio, and innovation with a variety of different forms of media to create some amazing stories um, that you're going to learn about this evening. Uh, I'm going to hand the mic back to, to you all. Um, there's plenty of food in the back. There's lots of stuff to drink there. Um, There's some amazing people in the audience that I just wanted to highlight a couple of people. Uh, Sue Sharp from AIR, thank you very much for coming. Uh, uh, we've got uh, um, uh, Tim from KQED, um, thank you for your help with this event. And uh, you'll see just some other folks from the audio ecosystem that uh, help make the space just an amazing uh, place for discovery. I didn't want to highlight two people to thank very much, Elise, who has uh, made this event possible, and Evan, in the back, put your hand up, Evan. Uh, uh, he, he is uh, just a huge force on our team, and um, again, helped put this event together. Thank you. Thank you, Manolo, and thank you, SoundCloud. Uh, welcome, radio heads and sound hounds, and those of you who are just in it for the empanadas, thank you all for coming. Um, last September, last fall, uh, the Kitchen Sisters and KQED launched a new series called The Making Of, What People Make in the Bay Area and Why. And it's one of 10 public radio, public media experiments going on around the nation in a project called the Localora Initiative, uh, bringing new storytelling techniques and tools into the system and getting them into the hands of all kinds of people so new voices come into that system as well. And our partners along with KQED and the Kitchen Sisters are Ziga and Air. And before we talk further, we just thought we'd show how we launched and this was last September. Here's the launch. The making of the Bay Bridge, the making of a jar of jam, the making of the iPhone, an opera, a surfboard, the Kitchen Sisters and KQED are launching a new series, The Making Of, What People Make in the Bay Area and Why. What are you making? How about your grandmother, your neighbor, the guy you sit next to at work? 
Call our listener phone line and tell us your story. 415-553-3362. That's 415-553-3362. The Making of, coming soon to KQED. So stories started rolling in by telephone and by word of mouth, and we thought we'd play an excerpt of a story that we heard about in the living room of Armistead Maupin. It's called The Making of the Homobile, a story of transportation, um, civil rights, and glitter. He took the bomb. Hey, homobiles. Eight, five, nine, union. Yeah, hey, did you text me that? One bib, one bag, going as a boat. I will give it to the driver and they'll be there in about 10 minutes. I was having a hair appointment. I was getting my hair blown out at Dina's Glamorama. My friend said, Lenny Breedlove has started Homobile. Call if you need a ride. And so I told them where I was and I needed a car. They sent, I think it was Musty Chiffon. Yes, it was Musty Chiffon. She showed up and was my driver. So all of a sudden, this person who I'd known in clubs, we were driving in a car and talking with each other. They asked for a suggested donation. And of course, you just want to give them the entire contents of your pocketbook because they're so lovely. See what I tell you? Traffic. My name's Lenny Breedlove. I run Homobiles, a community ride service for the LGBTIQ, LNOPQRST community and its allies in San Francisco. You do not have to be a big fat queer to get a ride from Homobiles, but it does help. No, just kidding. But you need to understand that the real reason that we are here is for people that don't get rides normally from anyone else. And so, if you're putting on all this padding, high heels, a wig, and three sets of false eyelashes, and a bunch of glitter. You are high priority at Homobiles. First I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights... My name is Godiva Chocolatier. We're at the stud in San Francisco, and right now you're seeing me in my night drag. I'm wearing gold lame pants and a platinum wig and lots of fabulous makeup. At nighttime when I go out and, and this is how I look, you know, fabulous and avant-garde, not a cab will take me. Are you Grant? How are you? Where are you headed to? Some of our stories come from living rooms and some from people who introduce us to their friends. And there was one woman named Sherry Olson, maybe some of you know her, a beautiful ceramics artist. And so we were starting to talk to her about her ceramics. And she said, no, what you really need to talk to me about is the making of arrangements. Here is a little bit from Sherry. I'm Sherry Olson. I'm an artist. I live in San Francisco. My father was a carpenter. Towards the end when he was very, very ill, he had bone marrow cancer. My mother asked my sister and I to make arrangements for his funeral because she didn't want to make those decisions when she was grieving. The three of us went to a couple funeral homes and it just seemed not like my father at all. So my sister found a woman in Sonoma, a carpenter, and we commissioned her to make my father just a plain pine box. He really loved the idea that a fellow carpenter had made it by hand. 
My father helped her bring the box into the garage where it stayed until he needed it. We put on his Ray Nitschke jacket. He was from Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> so he was buried in his Green Bay Packer jacket. <laughs> the making of arrangements for my father's death. It just felt very, very loving. It felt very loving. And here's a little snapshot from West Oakland, the making of kimchi. Oh, kimchi, I mean, oh, for me, I can't call it a Korean restaurant unless I'm making my own kimchi. My name is Suni Chang, chef and owner of Fuse Box, West Oakland. Kimchi is fermented cabbage, chili peppers, salted pickled shrimp. It's a lot. Each day that it goes, the flavors change. When I started making kimchi, my mom kind of giggled. Nah, the kimchi is made by women. Yeah, and men weren't really allowed to be around. There was a time when the women would gather from the villages. There would be matchmaking. You know, there would be some marriages that came about during the time of kimchi making. I was always told that if the men started hanging around and touching the kimchi, it would be bad kimchi. But I so miss my mom's kimchi that I just had to make my own. When I eat that, the memories just flood. The making of what people make in the Bay Area and why. What are you making? Tell us at kqed.org slash making of. So the making of is a multimedia cross-platform project. It's on air and online. And uh, we've been working closely with KQED Interactive. Um, Marie Lee is, is here and uh, Kevin Cook. And Tim Olson, thank you so much for all you've done to put the site together and um, people are able to send in their photographs and messages and stories. And we've also worked from the very beginning with Ziga. Um, and the idea with Ziga was to try to create a space online within our website where you could actually make something, where you could actually go in and with the Ziga platform and the Ziga tools, you could pull something together and actually make something in the making of site. So um, I'd like to introduce the brains behind uh, Ziga. Uh, Kara Oler is a Peabody award-winning radio producer, media artist, and co-founder of Ziga, winner of the 2011 Night News Challenge. She's a Film Studies Center fellow at Harvard and the co-creator of Mapping Main Street. Uh, which is a collaborative documentary created with AIR and NPR by a talented team of producers, including Jesse Chapins. And Jesse is an entrepreneur, a cultural theorist, a media artist, and co-founder of Ziga. He's on the Faculty of Architecture at the Harvard Graduate School of Design. He's the co-founder of Yellow Arrow, a project that involved cities, stickers, mobile phones, and participants in over 450 cities in 39 countries. He holds a PhD in architecture and media from Harvard. His dissertation was titled, Mapping the Urban Database Documentary, Authorial Agency and Utopias of Panoramic Perception, <laughs> Sensory Estrangement, and Networked Participation. I think that says it all. <laughs> and, and he just defended um, like three weeks ago. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's really embarrassing. I'm taking that <laughs> off my website. I don't know where you I found that. I loved it. I loved it. So, um, can you uh, show us a little bit about Zigo or tell us a little bit? 
Yeah, sure. Well, Zika, hi, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for coming. This is incredible. Um, so Zika is a platform that we've been creating to try and make it possible for people to make the internet look and feel the way that they want it to without having to program, bringing together media from different sources. And I thought we should just start by trying to do the ambitious thing of doing a quick live Zika. And so mm. Jesse's going to try this really quickly. Okay, so um, I've been really scared all day about this moment. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, as we said, I think what we've been really interested in is thinking about how we change the way that we experience media online. So here's this story of kimchi that we were just looking at. Um, you know, this is a nice, beautiful website. We worked hard on this, and I think it's fantastic. It also is fairly standard in terms of the structure. I mean, this is Brailton WordPress, you have images, you have sound, it's text, all sort of separate. So let's experiment just really quickly with how we might bring this story to life in the context of Ziga. Um, so let's first go get this sound. So I'm gonna go over here to SoundCloud. And um, with Ziga, so you can bring in media with the bookmarklet from different sources, including SoundCloud. So I'm gonna add that to my media. Um, and then I'm also interested in where this fuse box place is. So uh, here it is, here's their address. So now I'm gonna come in here to Ziga. Let's uh, say we're interested in the making of kimchi, right? That's our title. And we're gonna start with a little street view. So it starts in Boston. We might change that default location. Um, somewhere a little further west. But um, so here we paste in that URL or that address. We go down here. So this is the entrance to that, uh, to Fusebox. Um, now let's pretend we want to go inside. We're going to add a new little sequence here. We're going to call that inside. Um, and then we're going to create a link. And we're going to choose where that link goes. We're going to go inside. So we choose that frame. We circle that around a little bit. Okay. So we know that when we click on this, we're gonna go inside. Right now we're just, it's black inside. For, to begin, we're gonna add this sound. So there's the making of kimchi, we'll bring that over. Um, but we also want some images. And so I was looking earlier today on Flickr, some images from Oakland Local. Um, so we've got this image right here. Let's bring that into Ziga. Here it is. We drag that on there as well, those two things together. So when we play this back, We've got our little street view. We can click inside. Oh, I mean, oh, We've got the Kitchen Sisters story with that image. Um, and if we want to then do something with this, we can, it's not by me, even though it kind of is. I'm going to say it's by the Kitchen Sisters. And Jesse, maybe. Um, I'm going to tag it, making of. And I'm going to publish it. And then I have this link. I'm even going to actually let people out there in the world know about it. So making of, and I'm going to give it people that are in love with following the kimchi hashtag can follow it as well. <laughs> I realize I'm using your computer, Kara, so that actually just came from you. But, um, so that's just a really quick example of what that looks like. I mean, it's a totally, I would say, a fairly different experience to experience this story moving through space in the environment of the world versus this environment. There's nothing wrong with this environment, it's just really different. And we're really interested in sort of what it looks like in a future that there's a much more immersive web. So what got you started on this path? Where, where's Ziga come from? Okay. Um, well, in 2009, Jesse, um, a producer, radio producer, Ann Hepperman, um, James Burns and I, all started traveling around the US working on a project called Mapping Main Street. And that was funded um, 
by the precursor to what funded the making of, which is called Localore, um, and it was also funded by AIR. So we traveled around the US for about four months trying to document some of the 10,000 streets named Main Street in the United States. And uh, maybe I'll just show you a video quickly to give you an idea of that project. in your mind a place. Our particular Main Street, Main Street connects United States and Mexico. It's a bunch of hoes and drug dealers. That's all I know about Main Street. Good place to start a business. It's a true small town community spirit. Ain't much as far as it goes right there. So um, to make this project, we had a grant, but it costs a lot to make an interactive website, design it, make radio stories, um, live for a year. And so um, I ended up putting all my stuff in storage and living out of my car. And although that allowed me to see a lot of the country, I think, you know, one conclusion we came to was that people shouldn't have to live out of their cars to make interactive documentaries. <laughs> so, and we kept hearing from people afterwards that they wanted to make immersive interactive works, but they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the skills to program or didn't have money. And so this is where some of these ideas came for actually creating Ziga. Yeah. So, so after this, we, um, yes, yeah, so we came up with the idea of Ziga of really creating a platform, so going beyond just a project that we were ourselves working on and really empowering others was the inspiration. And um, heard about the Knight Foundation based down in Miami. They do a lot of wonderful grant making focused on local news and media and future journalism. Um, so wrote a grant to them for Ziga and uh, made it through three, this is our first sort of major grant that we'd gone for, made it through three arduous rounds and made it to the very last round um, and actually lost. So we were, we were of 12 of 2,500, but we weren't of the eight. How many people in this room have lost? <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we were in good company, as Kara said. WikiLeaks was one of those other four that were in the 12 and not the eight. But, um, but we had fallen in love so much with the idea um, and were so excited about trying to bring it to life that we just decided to build it. And so just started prototyping and using it in different contexts and making it uh, as much as we could and applied again to the Knight Foundation and actually did win the next year. And so uh, for the last little over a year, we've actually had some resources to really try to make this thing. And it's only now that we're starting to bring it out into the world. Where's the name Ziga come from? And um, what the heck the, is a Ziga? Um, well, it's a fun question. So when you all walked, when you all walked into the, when you all walked into the room, you were seeing a movie called Man with a Movie Camera. Um, this is by a filmmaker named Ziga Virtov, and this is an uh, an earlier clip from a f from a film that he did. So he was at, working at the time when sort of film and radio were just invented in the Soviet Union, and this is a clip where you see them reeling out a projector on a horse and buggy. 
and it'll go into a town square here where they're throwing up then a screen of a sheet. Um, I realize this clip's a little off. Um, anyhow, you'll see a sheet at some point. I mean, it's so hard to not watch this guy with the projector coming through. But um, it's just this sort of, Virtov is this person that had this incredible desire for experimenting with media at a point in time that in many ways is similar to our own, where there's this change in media we don't even understand. And it felt like for us that was a great inspiration for the name. Why don't you guys start digging into some Zigas, what, what you got? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll just, for the next five minutes, take you through a bunch of wildly varied Zigas, some of which we just uh, discovered last night. Um, so this first one is a Ziga created by Ahmed Kabil and um, Paul Solopek. And Paul Solopek is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. And I, I, I will just say before watching this, we're just going to play about a minute and a half of this. But he just left this last week to start on a journey where he's going to try and follow the path of human civilization around the world, and he'll be walking for the next seven years. <laughs> yeah. So this is what he created before he left. So we'll be, we'll be tracking Paul's journey, hopefully over the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the thing that he's been talking about doing is also, um, we've been talking about the fact that you can control pacing, and, and in his journalism, he likes to call it slow journalism, the idea that it's moving at the pace of a human as they walk through a space. And so he's started to try and figure out ways where he can embody that walk by controlling pacing, having people slow down online as well. Um, so this next one is of a completely different variety. We just discovered this last night, <laughs> totally different. And this was created yesterday by someone for their friend. That's, That's not the one. Well, we could do that. <laughs> oh, we right. Done that yeah, no, this too. is the friend, right? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yep. Very different. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Let's try the boogie state of mind. You and the crew. Oh, yeah, that's us. We're there. We're back. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Birthday. Now, whatever. Okay, 
Okay. Jesse, I'll let you do the next one because you were really wanting that one. Is this the next one? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's dying for Bruce Willis, I know. Um, this one is just kind of a conceptual art piece that somebody just made that blew our mind. But a team of terrorists want money. So what's happening here is actually... Yeah. Does anybody know what the other film is that's not Die Hard? In the mood for love, exactly. So what's been done here, if we want to have just a slight, slight, quick little nerdy moment, um, we can look at... So this is just a two-frame Ziga, where it's two films on top of each other, and then each frame is set to 0.04 seconds, and then they're switched in terms of their visual hierarchy. So it's constantly switching between the two, even though they're just playing uh, underneath and on top of each other. James made this, so the other co-founder of Ziga. He's been dying to make this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, this next one is by a designer, Drew Shorno, and this is kind of a love story, music video, poem. I don't really know what category to put it in. But he's a designer, and he brought in some of his own text um, that he made in Photoshop and then brought it together in this piece. actually just a little palate cleanser. <laughs> yep. This one, or one that was about a guy who lost a sandwich, and this one went out. The Kitchen Sisters' next big series on public radio is called Amazing Dogs, and that is going to lead that series. That's um, our trailer. And so this, one's, this one this is, the last, is one. Uh, the last one we'll show, and this is just a lovely portrait of musicians um, in one of our favorite venues. Oh! 
interested. You were showing us some zegas the other day, and there were zegas from Greece. I wonder, is that possible to even look at that for a second? Sure. Yeah. And explain, explain. how that's working. Yeah, let me see where those ones are. Um, where was that? This was, I think, called. When they're saying they've just introduced this new Ziga tool and people from around the world are just starting to use it in their, this way, so they're just discovering it as much as they're creating it. I think that's one of the most, I mean, it's always one of the most remarkable things about getting involved in a project like this is turning over a tool to a community that you just don't know. And it's one of the things, honestly, I think that both of us just love. And that whole opportunity to help others and to make something available that can really change the way that other people can tell stories. So as we mentioned earlier, um, we are all going to make a Ziga together tonight. Um, we're putting the lap back in laptop tonight. and. Um, <laughs> But before we do, when we, were, um, when we began the show, we mentioned that the making of is part of this 10-project experiment going on around the country, the Local Lore Initiative. And we have with us tonight, Manolo mentioned her, Sue Shart, who is the head of, the, the executive director of the Association of Independence in Radio, and also the executive director of Local Lore, and she's also an orchestra conductor. And she is basically the spur in the side of public radio, urging the system to take on these new tools and new techniques and blend traditional journalism with digital media. And Sue, we'd like to ask you to come join us and tell people a little more about the Local Lore Project in AIR. You have Manolo's mic. I do. So I'm very happy to be here, and it's amazing how many of you have turned out for this tonight. How many AIR members are in the room tonight? Awesome. Really great. Yeah, you guys, are, we have a big constituency here. So just, um, well, as they're discussing this local or initiative around the country, so we have projects, we have two projects here in San Francisco. We have this fantastic project, The Making Of, but also KALW is, um, are y'all in the house, Audrey and Erica? <laughs> we have a project in LA with KCRW, in Austin, Texas, in Peona, Peonia, Colorado, uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, the state, basically the whole state of North Dakota, which you'll see more about that later, um, Boston, Chicago. So there are more than 230 producers. Um, these are uh, working across the country on these amazing uh, inventions. Um, we have, um, the, the, the basic theory behind Local Lore is that you, we've identified gifted producers, independent producers, that we've embedded at radio and television stations around the country to transform the culture and to invent new forms of storytelling. We call it full spectrum storytelling. Um, on digital broadcast and street platforms. So there's an astonishing uh, amount of work being generated right now. We're 11 months into the production cycle. 
And um, just um, those of you who want to know more about AIR, um, we have some membership forms up here. We would love to have more of you belong to our, um, our membership of more than 900 producers across the country and uh, 20 countries worldwide. So we'd love to have more of you with us. Now, um, Ziga, Kara, and Jesse, and James Burns, um, just fantastically gifted um, technical partners that are working with eight of our 10 projects. And you're seeing and gonna experience um, the making of here, but I think you're gonna take a minute now and show us a little bit more about what's happening with some of the other projects that Ziga is working on. And you can find more and see more work at airmediaworks.org. Thanks very much. So we'll just, we'll just show here a very quick little snapshot of a couple of these projects, because um, we need to get to the making very, very soon. But um, working with Delaney Hall and KUTX uh, down in Austin, built this Austin music map. Um, so you're able to move through the city, and the whole idea was to be able to play the city by different topics. And uh, marching band is one of, uh, one of my favorites. And so the way the site works is the station uh, has been producing a series of these uh, high-quality videos that you then have in the KUTX features. You have a playlist, then you can look at other marching band-related videos, like the Juneteenth Historical Parade. And then you can move into the community mix, which is then all the photos related to marching band that people have uploaded. Um, and so a little bit on the fun kind of techie side, what's happening here is actually when people contribute, all you have to do is upload media to these different sources, tag it with Austin Music Map and whatever else you want to tag it with, and we automatically bring all that media together in Ziga and connect it to that map and to those playlists. So um, it's exciting to also think about other cities and other playlists and maps that could be created. Do you want to talk about uh, Rough Ride Care? Sure. So this is a project that producer Todd Melby and Prairie Public Radio in North Dakota have been working on. And this is a story about the boom towns that have sprung up around the oil boom and fracking. And so here's Todd actually kind of talking about what North Dakota used to be like. And then um, we're going to just kind of skip ahead. This project also incorporates data um, as part of the storytelling. These are tips from, this one's tips from the man camp, um, what gear should you bring, and these are just different videos that are pulled in from YouTube of advice that people have given, um, it's amazing. And then um, the Kitchen Sisters asked that we played a little bit of this. Motorhome with uh, 1,200 decals on it. We're gonna be up here all summer, we do usually do a little circuit. You know, we're in Williston for a week, we're in Minot for a week, we're in Bismarck for a week, we're in Watford for a week. Our motto is tattoo your ride, not your hide. You know, you can express yourself. It's America. You know, you can let your feelings be known. <laughs> this lady, she comes up, she buys like five religious stickers, and then she buys the token toe. And we're looking through them, and we go, oh, ma'am, well, you probably didn't want this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's for my son. We said, okay. So she drives off. She must have been in her mid-60s. Well, pretty soon here comes this old beat up, like a Ford Escort. I mean, it's got dents in it, got stickers all over it. And there's this guy, and he was kind of heavy, like, he had a big beard, kind of long hair. He goes, hey, 
Did some old lady come by here and buy a bunch of stickers? We said, yeah. He said, I am the token toad. And he got in his car and drove away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you can find this um, it's, if you go to the Black Gold Beam website. Um, yeah. <laughs> Should I say anything else? Oh, yeah. Questions. Yeah, so for for Austin Music Map, people would just tag with Austin Music Map and then with marching band. And then it would show up on Austin Music Map anytime it had Austin Music Map tagged. And then marching band would put it into its own folder um, or its own area. And then uh, Delaney could also curate it and make new playlists out of things that she started to find that seemed to have some kind of thematic thread as well. Yeah, and it's actually done this interface that you're looking oh, yeah. at here. So what Delaney would do is go in, because we've been interested in, we really don't, I mean, obviously we're interested in the power of the crowd and user-generated content participation. We also really believe that there's a really important role for kind of authorship in setting up those structures. And so it's not every tag immediately appears on that map. There's a level where Delaney says, marching band's an interesting tag. I set up a dynamic collection for marching band, if we wanted that. And then it's tied then to everything. Now she's sort of given that permission to anything that has marching band appears on this site. We have um, one, mm -hmm. the Kitchen Sisters are just learning Ziga in the last 24 hours, 48 <laughs> hours as well, as we'll all be in this together. And uh, Nathan, you want to stand up? Nathan Dalton right there is our kitchen brother. Nathan runs the Kitchen Sisters, and he took on Ziga, where no woman dared to tread. And uh, here's uh, Ziga, what do you think, Eight, four hours of your time, Nathan? How many hours? Check this out. This is so, it's so raw. It's so a work in progress, but check it out. The gambling, like you did in Sable. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, we still got Sticker Best Guy. Sticker Best Guy. While you're doing that, I'll just say Charla Bear, who works with KQED on the making of, she went and did, found Notch and this story. So we took it from there. This is my hot rod. It's uh, 
1935 Ford pickup. Uh, it's got a Model 8 frame that's boxed and heavily beat in the rear and in the front. That's uh, got a Merc flat hidden comp heads, comp distributor, fixed in high rise intake, chop seven inches in section six, channels in the front five, and it's really rapid hot rod, all bare metal. We are always looking for those communal ways, collective ways to tell stories, collaborative ways. So uh, tonight we thought, what better way to initiate uh, Ziga into the Bay Area than for all of us to have this collective moment where we take on this tool together. So laptops out, everybody.